0: Hello, you are listening to Apricity. My name is Sion, I'm your host. Apricity means the warmth of the sun in the winter. My hope is that this podcast brings you some light like the sun would on a cold winter day. It is 12pm on a Wednesday. I'm coming to you live from my Brooklyn apartment that I'm living in for a month. Our Airbnb is so warm and the bedroom just looks like your grandmother's house with a handmade quilt and lace curtains. My heart is just so incredibly full being here. It feels surreal. It's everything and more that I could have wished for. I find a lot of inspiration through the space I'm in, so it's really cool to just be somewhere that everything around me is new, the place I'm living is new, the city I'm living in is new, and there's always something to observe and be inspired by. Yesterday, I was in line for a famous gelato shop in Williamsburg and the line was an hour and a half long, I think because it's so hot outside right now that everyone just flocks to the ice cream shops. Since the line was so long, I brought my book to read while waiting and when I looked up, there was a woman, two people in front of me, rolling a joint, and then a few people in front of her, there was this little girl who had these huge hot pink glasses, and you know when little kids have really big eyes to start with, and then they have giant glasses, and their eyes are just huge? She was so cute, and she was kissing the top of a giant Dalmatian's head, And I just felt like it was one of those movie moments, my friend Isabel calls them snow globe moments, where I'm just sitting there reading my book, this woman's rolling a joint, there's a little girl kissing a dog, and everything is just so beautiful around. So I finally got my gelato, I got pistachio, which is my favorite flavor since I visited Europe last summer and I was like, how have I not been having pistachio gelato my whole life? If you've never tried it, try it. It's the best ever. And I was sweating in the summer heat and came home. The people hosting us installed an AC unit in our place and so it was nice and cool and I just laid down on my grandma quilt and just went through my usual afternoon Instagram scroll. And after going on Instagram for a few minutes, my heart just sank into my stomach. I felt this ball of anxiety in my throat. I think it was because I immediately saw other people living larger lives, doing bigger things, and I felt this moment of longing for something other than where I was at in that moment. I immediately tossed my phone down on the bed and decided I was not going to go any deeper into my anxiety loop, so I went and took a cold shower, washed my hair, and I was like, wow, that was a switch in energies. I was having this beautiful, dreamy, happy day, getting my gelato, reading my book, came home just feeling so grateful and then I go on social media and all of a sudden everything that I did that day is not enough. It's hard not to do that, right? We all do it. You go on social media and it's easy to compare your life to someone else's highlight reel. I know we've heard this a million times, social media is a highlight reel. I won't get into that. But I will go on social media and see people my age buying a house on vacation in Tuscany, Italy. And I'm like, I haven't just bought a house. I'm not in Italy. I don't have a six pack. I didn't start a wildly successful company at age 21. I think it's just so easy to look at where other people are at and compare that to where you're at. An area I sometimes struggle with feeling like I'm not doing enough or I'm not where I want to be is my career, which I think is so common for people in their early 20s. All of us, or most of us, are just starting to figure it out. And a lot of us are in more entry-level positions and probably have a big vision of where we see ourselves going, it's easy to get intimidated by the space between where you are and where you want to be and feel like it's never going to come getting to that point. To an extent, we all compare, whether it's our physical appearance, our work, our romantic lives, we often confuse our value as human beings with where we feel we're at in those areas When I got out of the shower and looked around at where I'm at, I was like, wait a minute, Sian, you're in Brooklyn. You've wanted to come and live in Brooklyn for a month at a time, at least since you were 15. You worked hard to get here. So in this moment, I need to stop reaching for something and just let my arms rest and revel in it because this is so cool. When you look at your life and you see... All the things that you've done that have gotten you to this point, you can be like, damn, I've done a lot. I graduated college. I got promoted at work. I have great friends because I am a great friend. It's easy to forget all of the things that we have in our life that we've worked for. We reach towards the more shiny thing and then it loses its sparkle once we have it. A lot of the time. Which is why you see these people who are billionaires and it's not enough. They want to make more money. Or you see these people that are some of the most beautiful people in the world and they're still getting work done to become even more attractive. I just think that as humans, we are creatures of... Wanting to constantly improve and constantly evolve. And that's one of the most beautiful things about being a human. But it also can be something that takes a lot of joy when you let comparison consume your thoughts. Theodore Roosevelt said, Comparison is the thief of joy, which is so true. Somewhere out there, there is a little kid disappointed that they didn't get the newest Barbie that their best friend has. A 16-year-old is mad that they have to drive their sibling's old car. A successful CEO is comparing his income to Jeff Bezos. A college kid is mad they didn't get into Yale, even though they're going to Cornell. Success is relative to where we're at. So how do we not compare? If it's human nature to want to do better and go bigger, rightfully so, because you want to make the most of your life. How do you not compare yourself? I wrote in my journal a few months ago, you can't rid yourself of unwanted emotions, but you can channel them. So I have a few practices that I'm implementing in this season of my life to have a better relationship with comparison that I'm going to share with you guys. So practice number one is channel your feelings into taking you where you want to go. When I struggled a lot with my health as a teenager, I realized that I didn't have control over changing what led to my current circumstances, but I did have control of where I was going. That is the most powerful practice anyone can implement in their life, is living with intention. So at that time, I ate to heal my Hashimoto's, I exercise for hormone health, and within a year of putting those practices into motion, I was able to put my Hashimoto's into remission. Comparison can be a great catalyst for change. You can see where others are at and let it be something that inspires you to go towards where you want to go. And I think in almost every single episode, I say, meet yourself where you're at, meet yourself where you're at. But it's so true because you will move with ego and try to be at a point you're not at yet if you don't meet yourself where you're at. And a really strong example I have of this is I'm currently trying to get back into shape. I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I'm coming out of a four-month injury and so... There is a lot of feeling like my body is not where it used to be physically. I've been doing Pilates classes where i am not strong enough to do some of the moves and i have to modify today i was taking a class this morning and i tried to do the harder version of one of the moves we did and i felt it in my back and it was supposed to be a core move and i was like okay this move is not meant to be felt in my back it's meant to be felt in my core but my core isn't strong enough to be activated in this position. So I need to go on my knees. Is it a bummer that I can't do it like all the other people are? No, because I'm not there yet and I will be one day, but first I have to start where I'm at. The best advice I could give anyone is to just meet yourself where you're at and then use intention to go where you want to go. Practice number two is not relating to practice number one. Look at what you have that separates you from others. If we all are just trying to be the same person, the world would be so boring. When I think of the most magnetic and special people that I know, it's the ones that allow their differences to be something that sets them apart rather than limits them. I've always felt like I'm a very strange person because a lot of my interests do not correlate with one another. A lot of them are opposing things. I'm really into hormone health, but I'm also really into writing and poetry. And then I'm also really into Hiking, and I feel like we kind of live in this day and time where people try really hard to fit into a box because that's what we're told to do. It's like find your niche, fit into the box of that niche, and then that's how you'll be successful. A lot of the things about me don't match perfectly with the other things, but that's what makes me me, and that's what makes me connect with so many different types of people is that I don't struggle with showing that I'm a multifaceted person, remember what makes you, you. Practice number three is revel in the beauty around you. Where you're at in your life right now is not the end of the movie. There is still time to be everything you wish to be. If you're always waiting for some day, you're not gonna enjoy today. Practice number four, remember that you can't compare apples to oranges because they're just different. Other people have a whole unique set of problems that you do not have, so comparing your life to theirs is like comparing apples to oranges. You're a product of your situation, and they're a product of theirs, and even though it might seem like their life is perfect, or they're so great in this one area, there might be so many things happening behind the scenes that you don't even know about. They might be super stressed out all the time. They might not be happy at all doing that. They might be jealous of someone else. So you have to remember that you're only seeing what they're choosing to put out into the world. Everyone, to an extent, wears a mask. So comparing yourself to them is a waste of time because you don't even know what's under that mask. I went on a friend's podcast this past week And she asked me if I could give anyone a takeaway from the episode we did together, what would it be? And for some reason, the first thing that came to mind was be gentle with yourself. People don't even realize what makes them special or how magically unique they are. People will say they aren't successful, then go write the most beautiful piece of poetry. Or they aren't good enough, they make a wonderful meal for their friend. Or... They aren't beautiful, then look like an angel while laying in the sun. Just because you're not meeting some societal expectation that has been set doesn't mean you're not fully worthy. There are going to be times in your life where certain areas of your life are more abundant and other areas of your life are less abundant. And just because you might be at a different point in your life than someone else. It doesn't make your life lesser than theirs. It's just different. That is all for today. Before I end, I just wanted to share this really wonderful practice that I came across on TikTok by The Daily Victorian. It's a monthly reflection exercise, but you could even do this on a weekly basis, and I just find it to be really helpful for having awareness for where you're at. It's called a life audit. So first, you're going to reflect on the past month, look at what went well, what didn't go well, where did your choices not align with your goals. Step two, you're going to identify some wins or memories that you really loved from the past month. Step three, identify an area of your life you'd like to show up more for yourself. And then step four, set three goals for this week or this month, depending on what basis you're doing it on. I recommend that you do behavioral goals instead of outcome goals. So for example, I want to work out four times this week instead of I want to have a six pack. And then step five is maybe choose a word or mantra to return to. Mine is just keep going. That is all for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was a short and sweet one. Let me know any topics that you guys would like me to do, guess you would like me to have on while I'm in New York. Love your friend, Sion.